Welcome to the GAHI Leadership Podcast. The Georgia Association of Healthcare Executives, or GAHI, is committed to the development of leadership skills, knowledge exchange, and networking opportunities. GAHI represents a broad range of healthcare executives, professionals, consultants, and students throughout the state of Georgia. GAHI's Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Vicera. Vicera offers the leading platform for hands-free clinical communication, workflow optimization, and alarm management. Vicera simplifies and improves the lives of healthcare professionals and patients while enabling hospitals to enhance quality of care and operational efficiency. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Sam Bailey, and welcome again to the Gahi uh, podcast. Um, I'm joined this morning uh, by Graham Fox, um, who is a healthcare um, executive here in the Atlanta area. Uh, welcome, Graham. Uh, good morning, Sam. Thank you. Yeah, I'll give a, a quick background. Graham um, has over 15 years um, of executive healthcare experience overseeing strategic operational and financial growth of physician practices and health systems. Um, he specializes in physician practice health system integration and has led, uh, has held multiple senior leadership roles in both nonprofit systems and academic medical centers, where he has led numerous physician acquisitions and integrations, practice startups, financial turnarounds, and employment agreement negotiation. Um, he returned to consulting in 2015, has since led numerous projects in revenue cycle efficiency, organization development, and provider compensation design. Um, Graham, welcome again uh, to the Gahi podcast. I know the listeners are, are very excited to have you have you come on. Um, let's just jump right in, and, and I'll I'll take you to the first question, which is you know introduce yourself, take us take us through kind of your journey. Um, of healthcare leadership um, is I've seen you have a vast uh, kind of background of experiences, but but if you don't mind, take us through your through your background. Yeah, no, thanks. I mean, and, and thank you for the introduction. Um, you know, it's uh, I think it, it paints a, a pretty pretty good picture. I think just to to add a little bit of detail and color, um, you know, uh, in, in simplicity, the majority of my career has been in fact leading physician practices. Um, mostly in what I'll call partnership with health systems. Um, this includes uh, stops at academic medical centers, I think, was, which, which you've already mentioned, as well as community-based health systems. Um, I have spent some time uh, in consulting, as uh, also uh, already mentioned. Uh, Sam, thank you. Um, and then the last uh, four, four and a half years now, I've actually been spending it in private practice. This is uh, my first dance with private practice, um, if you will. Um, mm. And and it's, uh, you know, as, as similar as it is, um, it's also wildly different, but I'm really enjoying it. So I, I currently mm -hmm. work for uh, GI Specialists of Georgia. This is mm -hmm. a 24th position practice serving Northwest Atlanta, obviously gastroenterology focused. Uh, we're currently at 24 uh, sorry, 24 physicians, uh, 10 clinical locations, including, uh, well, three uh, uh, ambulatory surgery centers or endoscopy centers on top of those. So, uh, you know, fairly large practice, and, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun to learn the private practice uh, side of uh, side of this space. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's really exciting, uh, kind of that different both health system side and also working for, like you said, private practice. Um, thank you for that. Uh, I think our next question is 
is based on, you know, your current role working at GI specialists um, of Atlanta. And, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners, whether they're in the hospital, um, private practice, maybe they're, um, yeah, more in the clinic space or, you know, ASC space, really you're always dealing with physicians um, who are delivering the care. Um, and it sounds like over your kind of whole career, you've had uh, even more amount of experience with those physicians, with those physician leaders. Um, so maybe speak to our listeners of, of, you know, do you have a kind of a general advice on um, working with those physician and physician leaders and uh, kind of what have you come to learn through working closely with physician leadership? Great question. And I'll, I'll provide my background, but by no means do I consider this like, you know, uh, uh, the, the answer. Uh, it's just, you know, sort of been my approach. Um, but um, I had a mentor uh, pretty early on in my career uh, once say and even give me a little uh, printed placard that said, uh, great physicians need great business partners. And, uh, you know, as simple as that phrase is, um, it, it really has been sort of a hmm. uh, mantra that I've tried to live by. Um, and, and, and I will stress that partnership angle. Um, I, I, I could never, you know, obviously uh, I'm not uh, clinically trained. Um, so I could, you know, never begin to do uh, what what the physicians, uh, the physicians I work with, I, I could never do what they do for their patients. But I, I do believe that with that partnership approach and putting uh, our patients first, that I can help them mm-hmm. uh, make the experience and the overall outcome even better for our patients. So, you know, I'll just stress, I, I really try to take a patient first mentality. Um, mm-hmm. The, um, you know, in order to, to really make this work, obviously you need your physicians, uh, you need to convince your physicians that this is, uh, you know, or I need to convince my physicians that this is indeed my approach and it's honest and sincere and genuine. Um, and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then um, you have to instill that in the rest of the organization um, because, you know, all of the clinical and, and even the non-clinical staff impact the patient's care journey. So, uh, you know, what I try to do then is, uh, you know, is, is show that uh, patients do, in fact, come first um, and build a culture where it's a lot less about who is right or who is wrong or, you know, the, the old proverbial administrative physician arm wrestling that, that sometimes takes mm-hmm. place. Uh, it's focused on the right outcomes for the patient. And in my experience, um, this usually leads to the right business decisions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, um, I, I guess I'd add that, you know, again, in terms of building that, uh, that relationship with, with the physicians and the physician leadership, acknowledge and honor their clinical knowledge, their, their clinical leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as it relates to care decisions, I am very clear. I'm very deliberate about ensuring that when I point out that we're venturing into a clinical area, that I am withdrawing my opinions from the decision, because I can't begin to understand, uh, you know, the the clinical efficiency or even the especially the clinical uh, efficacy of say a piece of equipment. 
um, that's not that's not my area. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we're getting down to the point where we're making decision, I may you know have influence over the creation of a pro forma and other uh, other tools that may help us drive towards a business decision. But if it is in, if it is in a, involving a clinical oriented um, input and knowledge, that is theirs. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I honor, I acknowledge it, and I honor it, I respect it, and um, you know, again, I think that that goes to uh, building that relationship, building. They they see the respect that I have for their knowledge, and oftentimes uh, it is, and most oftentimes I should say, the majority of the time it is then returned as it relates to uh, business or operational uh, decisions. Uh, they give me the same uh, respect, the same. Um, you know, they honor my experience and my knowledge in the same way. And that allows us to, again, you know, create that partnership through which we can lead the organization. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, that's really, uh, really good advice there um, to our listeners. And uh, that kind of, I think, brings us to our next question around this whole, um, you know, as we see really nationwide health systems consolidating um, and, you know, physicians more and more working for these very large companies um, and health systems, especially here in Atlanta, you see that just kind of the, right. uh, the four or five kind of big players. And it's been the trend over the past 20 years. So, um, and I know you're in private practice, uh, maybe, so maybe it's something that you, you, you deal with regularly or know the trends. Um, but, is what does that mean for kind of physician employment working with those physicians um do you see that trend continuing over the next 10 years and uh, i think that's just something all of our our listeners are, are interested in and and curious about in 10 20 years uh where we'll be with physician employment um can you speak to that gosh that is i mean that is a you've got like probably seven or eight questions loaded into that one <laughs> uh well done sam um it's um you know it is something that i i i i am following very carefully i mean obviously going back to uh you know as i said earlier you know the majority of my i think my background said 15 years but i'm a, i i have to admit i'm older than that now so uh, uh, yeah. it's probably closer to 20 <laughs> i think that was some, an outdated intro i had I yeah that's later. okay that's all right I, <laughs> I i i don't i don't mind feeling younger for a second yeah, uh, yeah. uh but you know going back into uh into my history yes I've, I've spent the majority of it with health systems and i've i've watched this you know sort of well i guess you can't call it an explosion anymore but i, I remember watching uh the initial explosion of physician employment um, back in, uh, you know, the, the aughts, I guess, as they say, and, um, uh, you know, wondered, could it continue? And obviously it has. And, you know, I guess one of your questions is, do I see it continuing? I do. I think, you know, one of the things that we're seeing though, and and you alluded to this is, um, uh, you know, we're, we're reaching a little bit of critical mass among physician, uh, employment, Mm. Namely, you know, you mentioned, uh, I think, would you say four or five major health systems here in the Atlanta area, mm-hmm. De- depending on how you, def- you know, where you draw those metro, the, the definition of metro Atlanta, um, you know, you probably could even get upwards of seven or eight health systems, uh, you know, if you, you know, depending on yeah. how, how wide you draw those circles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I would venture a guess that each one of those health systems to, to 
you know, each one of them has growth among physician practices and physicians within their strategic plans. Um, The problem is you've reached a point where there are very few independent uh, groups left. Either those groups are staunchly independently minded or, or maybe even and or, uh, they're so financially strong that you know the 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 case to be made for acquisition is is hard, mm-hmm. um, and you know those those independent groups are just not going to see the arbitrage that they desire in an acquisition. Uh, you know, especially when it relates to the loss of autonomy. Um, mm-hmm. So you know we're reaching a point where there there just isn't that much more to grab. Um, in terms of in terms of employment, um, you add to that. You know, we talked about the you know the, the five, six, seven, eight <laughs> different health systems that are within the Metro Atlanta area. Um, you add to that now the, the which is a newer phenomenon, and that is private equity. And mm-hmm. private equity yeah. is making very significant strides. To, you know, it, it, it may be a little bit specialty dependent at this point still, but you're seeing a lot of private equity acquisition within the Atlanta area as well. And so, you know, if you, if you, you know, which obviously is a very different platform than, than health system employment. So, um, but nonetheless, you know, there's, there's just not a lot of physicians left. So how do you go about uh, continuing to grow your physician platform if you're health system A, knowing that there just isn't a lot left? Obviously you, you can encroach and bring in physicians from outside Atlanta or outside Georgia, and certainly, you're, you know, that, that's a trend that's always going to continue. Um, but at some point, you know, and this is uh, – I'm not trying to look into a crystal ball here, but, mm. you know, Atlanta is one of the very few metro uh, cities in probably the country that supports this number of health systems. Um, I don't know of anything, and I'm not, I'm not predicting anything, so I want to be clear on that. But, um, you know, it, it does beg the question of, you know, probably more when, not mm-hmm. if, but when there is further consolidation among hmm. the health systems as yeah. uh, within at least the Georgia and Atlanta-specific uh, markets. And, you know, mm-hmm. that'll be really interesting in terms of how those health systems eventually integrate and especially trying to drive it back to physician practices, you know, how does that play out in terms of the overall uh, physician platform? Um, Mm. You know, what that finally looks like. I do not have answers. Again, I'm not predicting anything and I certainly do not know of anything that's pending. I want to be very clear about that, but it's just, you know, as (laughs) someone who spent his entire career, 25 years in in Georgia, uh, again, I think it's a question of, of when, not if. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something we're all going to be interested to see here in Atlanta, <laughs> especially myself yeah. working for for one of those major uh, health systems. <laughs> I won't say which one. Um, right. But uh, yeah, no, that that's uh, that's so true. Uh, we'll just have to see. Um, but some exciting kind of changes uh, probably will be coming over the next, you know, 10, 20 years. We'll just have to see what it is. But uh, yeah, um, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, you know, again, just to reemphasize, I do not see physician employment uh, going away, um, mm-hmm. uh, and and physician uh, yeah. consolidation. I think I think that's probably hardwired into our into our mm-hmm. health delivery systems at this point. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, our last question here um, is, you know, a lot of our guy he listeners are looking to further develop um, themselves as, as healthcare leaders, healthcare executives. Um, and from kind of your, um, you know, very 
very broad, very successful background um, and these different areas of, of healthcare leadership. Uh, do you have any advice on improving and working on um, their own skills as leaders? Um, gosh, that's, that's a tough question. Uh, again, I'm probably not the uh, the authoritative voice here, but um, I guess, again, I'll go back to something that I remember someone saying to me very early in my career, and that is, you know, if, if you're in a, a position, an organization, or a role that you're not learning on a day-to-day basis, uh, then maybe it's time to move on. Um, mm. And, um, you know, as part of that, don't be afraid to, you know, to try new things, uh, mm. and especially try new things as it relates to learning. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm a believer um, that, you know, a lot of my learning has probably happened, you know, certainly through experience, um, but you know, I, I mean, I hear myself here. Uh, I've referenced, you know, two individuals that I've worked with in the past. Uh, one of whom I definitely would consider a mentor, and another one's probably more of a peer. But just listen mm-hmm. to, you know, to what the advice that people give you along the way, and you know, don't be afraid to, you know, learn something from. I mean, I learn some stuff from my wife all the time, but and she just, you know, really doesn't work directly in mm-hmm. healthcare, especially not in healthcare delivery. Right. But yet there are things that can be applied into my business, and, and there are things – I remember she told me about something that happened at an IT company uh, almost 20 years ago that she was working on, and it's something that I've just implemented here at GI Specialist of Georgia within the last six months um, mm. because it just rattled around in my brain until it was the right time to come out. Um, and, right. you know, so, so you know, always be listening, learning, and, and be willing to, to, to try to apply it in the right in the right settings. And then I'll go back to almost to where I started your first question, and, and the last one is mentorship. Uh, mentorship is something that means a lot to me. Um, I, I mean, uh, uh, selfless, uh, you know, shameless self-promotion here. I also mm-hmm. uh, I work, uh, I lead the um, um, the development, the Gahi development uh, subcommittee, mm-hmm. uh, professional development subcommittee, and one of our major projects is the mentorship program. Each year, um, we'll be coming in for a new a new program year here in summer, and um, you know find uh, find people to mentor. You will learn from them, but also find people to mentor you. Um, I, you know, I, I, I know I joked about, you know, the, you know, I'm reaching a certain age, but, um, you know, I used to look at mentors as these wise, older, sager, you know, sages in my career. Um, I'm reaching a point where, you know, I, I am starting to realize that mentors can be peers. Mentors can even be younger than me, God forbid. Mm. Um, but so <laughs> long as they are someone that you can honestly talk to, honestly listen to, uh, know that um, you know you can you can share um, you know honestly without without repercussions. Um, th- find those people and uh, make them part of your uh, career and and or just you know your life journey um, mm. because it, it's invaluable. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, yeah. I guess I will I will end there with uh, you know advice on and, and further and continual improvement. Yeah, that, that was really good. I'm I'd, I'd writing that stuff down myself. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Could, Me too. Could learn, learn from that. But yeah, no, that that's very, um, very good, uh, wise words. Um, so yeah, we, we, again, appreciate your time so much um, and uh, some really good information. 
uh, from these questions. And uh, I did have one last question. I saw that it said you're you're a soccer fan. I myself am, am a, a big fan of soccer. I go to the Atlanta United games and uh, yeah, just curious who who's your team. Well, I mean, Atlanta United is probably my, my, my alpha team. Um, beyond that, I am a uh, Premier League fan, and mm. uh, it started when I was young, but uh, my, my father used to travel to London, and he'd bring home gear that he'd pick really? up along the way. And mm. my favorite pair of shorts were Tottenham Hotspur. And so uh, <laughs> that, is, that is my there we team. There we go. Uh, there we go. All. Uh, I but, I uh, follow. Uh, I am a Manchester City fan, so no hard feelings there. I like Tottenham. <laughs> um, I I cannot complain. So uh, had no, to you guys are having, had to ask. Thought you might have a team. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. You guys are having an, an an awesome season, and it would not <laughs> yeah. surprise me to see you bring home the hardware. So uh, yeah, uh, it's been awesome. a it's been a fun one for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Grant. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, hope you have a good one. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity and hope you have a great day, too. This has been the Gahi Leadership Podcast. For more information, find us online at gahi.org.